another edition of the Fallscast, brought to you by the Fall Street Press in beautiful Colga Falls, Ohio. Today's Sunday, September 24th. Beautiful day outside. It's fall, finally. It is officially. Yeah. The weather is getting a little bit like hoodie and um, jeans weather. Very exciting. Favorite weather. Mm-hmm. My favorite weather. Woohoo! Yay! Great sleeping weather. You have the window cracked and just. Yes. Yes. Does anyone else get congested when they sleep with the window open? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hate that. I know, but I love it so much. I mean, I do it to myself all the time. I want the web, you know, the window open because of the nice cool and it helps me sleep. And then I wake up and I'm all like congested. Two fans on and here's me all. Bottled up with like a hoodie. Ah, you're fine. Head, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, be a I, baby. It's fine. I usually don't have too much of an allergy problem, but this year they say, doctor said it's because of all the smoke and everything else going on. Oh. But he's affected by it. That, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, we haven't got a lot of like star um, gazing this year and like that because of how the haze, you know, came out. Oh. Sorry, Jen, I interrupted you. I was going to say Steve's allergies are super bad, and uh, several of my colleagues are, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you could, on your stargazing, you could see the star link that everybody suddenly discovered. I've been trying to find that. I know. I mean, I've never seen it. Um, I know that everybody's kind of, like, freaking out about it. I think I would freak out a little bit about it, too, if I saw it, you know. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, heard about it a long time ago. I'm just surprised that, that many people have not heard about it i never heard i was like what is this and i'm what like what is oh. it starlink satellites oh they keep yeah. flying around like every yeah. other day somebody's like oh i saw these 10 bright <laughs> dots in the sky what are they and it's like every other day it's somebody posting something on there and it's just like <laughs> dude you're on this site you see the shit posted put two and two together <laughs> you know it's, i would like to see it we were out last night a little bit um just kind of looking at things and we are such nerds <laughs> we're this we're old maybe this is just our life but we'll like to go out there and then we'll see a plane and then we have an app to say where the plane is coming from and where it's going and how far it is like up in the air and all that stuff and we will um we'll see a plane and then mike will look at his app and he'll be like oh it's so so many feet up in the air it's going from here to there or whatever and yeah that's that we just shared how much of a dork we are well you know out of it of just looking up and assuming it's a ufo though yeah that's true that's true well i was hoping but to find those like blinky blinky i know it's a plane <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we like to pretend it's a ufo i pull a tattoo and me it's a plane it's a plane how many people know that planes did you guys see that last week that mexican archaeologist i'm putting that in quotes or for the people who can't see us he said that he discovered an alien and it looks like an et and it's all crazy mummified yeah Yeah, then i saw a meme that it was actually a piece of cake so now i don't know what to believe Mm. (laughs) alien cake Mm. yeah there were so many stories about that that i was they were all completely different it's funny that yeah, they discover it. It happens to look like everything you've seen on TV in the past is an alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of that? <laughs> well, that's what the government wants you to think. Mm-hmm. Birds are not real. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know someone who really believes that. And it's oh, just, man. It drives me crazy. 
<laughs> oh, goodness. So if you haven't realized yet, most gang's all here. Yay, we're here. <laughs> We've got Mike. Hola. Suzanne. Hello. Kathy. Good morning. We've got Jen. Hello. And we got Steven back there making breakfast. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hello. Making me breakfast. That's right. Back, back in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take off your shoes and your barefoot, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> They're in a remote location, top secret remote location. Yeah. They're in a bunker. On this episode, we will have Ward 3 Council versus Mika Penta. And speaking of which, if you're a council candidate and we haven't scheduled you yet, Please get a hold of us because Please. we have certainly reached out to you. We have tried. We really have tried. Yes. So, yes, please reach back out to us and we will get you but on the books. Friends. We definitely We're have the next friends. month scheduled. Yeah. It's awesome. Keep sending your feedback to us. Tell us what you think of the show and the newspaper. You can get a hold of us on Facebook. You can comment on whatever podcast catcher you use. Leave us a review. Or you can email us. Ballsfreepress at gmail.com. So, yeah, it's we're busy. That's, that's about it. <laughs> we are busy. Yep. Yep. Are we we're really good at pretending to be busy? On a, on a side note and a sad note, we found out that one of our former friends who was all the ex-wife of Alex Hall, one of our podcaster and newspaper co-founders, passed away from glioblastoma. We all had just found out about her diagnosis in the last few weeks. And it's so sad, so um, shocking and sudden. Um, she progressed very rapidly, unexpectedly, and died within a few weeks of her diagnosis. So our our hearts go out to Alex and his beautiful little girls, Jaja and Lainey, um, as they move through this process where she's in our heart and our spirits. And, um, you know, it's just a, a sad thing. So we're really thinking about the Hall family and Lisa's family as well. And, um, you know, wishing them the best as they move through this grieving process. She was really funny, and um, and we had a lot of good times with them um, over the last five years. So, you know, we'd just like to pay our respects and to let Alex know that we're thinking about him. Yes, yeah, well said. It's it's heartbreaking. It's very hard. It's been kind of, that's this has kind of affected me because she was our age. And I don't know, it just feels really like it hit home, and it happened so quickly. And I just really, my heart goes out to them. So hard to transition on that. That's for sure. Yeah, there's there's no music between this. And that. No, <laughs> no, this is just, yeah, it's, this is a tough one, just guys. Keep your loved ones close and um, be in the moment and really uh, just appreciate every second you have here on this planet. Because you yeah. never know when time's going to be cut short. Yeah, yeah, well said. Although I did find out something interesting. I mean, I knew she was a big, huge Browns fan. I didn't know she was a Batman fan. Yeah. Yeah, big we time. found that out. Batman fan. Mm-hmm. I was like, What's with all the Batman poppables? And yeah, I'm surprised we didn't Alex know that. that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I, just, I never yeah. put two and two together. I saw the stuff everywhere around, you know, and obviously all the crocheting and stuff she did, you know. But, yeah, I was like, yeah, Alex was telling me about that. I was like, ah, I never put two and two together, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, she was an avid Browns fan. Huge. Like yes, like she would decorate like some people will decorate for the holidays for yes. you know when Browns start. Browns start playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blocking out the whole entire yeah. day for, you know, Browns games. Yep. Yeah, she will be missed. 
Go into our roundtable. At this Wednesday's Board of Zoning Appeals meeting, they will be discussing a variance request by Sheets, who wishes to build a new station in the location of the current License Bureau. Yeah, we were looking into that. Mike, you got some information about that. Do you want to share it? Very little. I mean, I know there's a meeting at the um, Planning and Zoning Committee on the 27th at 6 p.m., I think it was, at the natatorium because somebody had posted on Talk of the Town about a letter that was sent out of, you know, by Planning and Zoning yeah. about the variance requests and um, discussing what they were doing and hearing a lot of the, the back and Please forth Please ignore about. me. I just realized Board of Zoning and Planning and Zoning would be they're the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But, yeah, I mean... Some people saying that it's already it's already a done deal. Other people are like, no, pretty much this meeting is just to say what's going to happen, this and that. It, the meeting is basically they were planning on putting one in, but the thing is they are requesting a variance of size based on what's currently there, and it has to be approved before they can go forward. Yeah, it <clears throat> what it, it looked like the the letter stated I think it was a six thousand two hundred fifty foot uh, building. You know, I'm assuming gas station with parking lot, all that, you know, all the accoutrements that go with it. And my understanding was that the BMV had just found out about the same time that that letter went out because I guess they leased the building or they leased the property from yeah. somebody. So it looks like the BMV is probably going to have to move because it looks like that whole property is you know, at 650 Graham Road is the site that she wants to build on. So it sounds like they might, you know, tear down the building and rebuild there is what the plan is i guess you know but I, i'm not exactly sure because i was trying to find any kind of description of or layouts or you know what they want to build but nothing's there but that might be what the meeting might show is yeah. what they want to do you know because of the because of the size variance yeah yeah and they got to look at how having that additional size could affect the area around it which yes. i mean that intersection is really backed up at times as it is yeah it is it, it is very backed up and you know it's it's i don't want to say it's bad enough with the bmv being there i mean i love having it there best bmv that i've ever been to you know but it's it is kind of a difficult area to get in and out easily you know but i don't know exactly what they plan on doing with that you know it's mm -hmm. i mean hearing people complain uh, the, the people complaining against it were like, well, we, we'd love to have a sheets, but not in our backyard. You know, it's it's same that they were bringing up with the burn towers. You know, yes, it's a great idea, but not in my backyard. You know, I'm 50-50 on it. You know, it's kind of a weird spot. You know I mean? It is, yeah. We got to hear I mean, more about it and what they plan so, on yeah. doing. So what but is it? So the property is already sold and they're just trying to get the... That's why I couldn't find out exactly because it's... I know half the building has been vacant for a while and yeah. always had the lease signs up, but nothing was said whether it was bought and or leased to sheets or what the plan was with that. I mean, honestly, I would say, why didn't you go down the street where I forget what that, the little liquor store right next to the yeah. was it Valley city bank or whatever it is that's been vacant for a while. And that's a little safer spot, but that's right across from where circle K is, yeah. you know, but you know, then hearing people saying, well, you know, this is, you know, the mayor and his whole administration, they're going to do what they want. I'm like, this has nothing to do with that. You know, it's 
No. It's straight up business. It's somebody saw a property, they leased the property, they want to go in, and now they're applying for the variances. You know, it's mm-hmm. everything's been done the way it was supposed to be done. It has nothing to do with any administration. And so, so they're going through the proper channels, and yeah. they realize, oops, we have an issue. We had a, we have to apply for this. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I am curious just to see, you know, what the proposed plan is going to be. Because um, I think it was supposed to have the drive-through also. I mean, of course, the jokes are is it going to have the car wash? But I haven't seen anything about a car wash. But mm-hmm. I see the drive-through and you know gas station basically, uh, little retail shop like a typical Sheets. You know, I'm like it. I mean, I could see one going there and doing well, but traffic's going to probably be more of a nightmare. You know, it is. Yeah, that's my fear. And also, where's the license bureau going to go? Because they better stick around. Yeah. They are the very best. They are the best. Maybe, maybe they'll go down next to the bank. That little oh, maybe. building down there. Maybe. They are fast. It's unbelievable how fast you can get in and out of there. Mm-hmm. And it's every time I go there, it's like, I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. five minutes and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll we'll see after curious. this meeting, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what people were saying. It's like, you know, the, the some of the comments are like, well, it's already a done deal. You know, this is just as, you know, we're going to the meeting just to see what the, the plans are. So I'm curious. I'm curious what I the plans too. are. Yep. And that's it. If they don't get that size variance, they might that's decide, true. you know, well, we can't do anything. We already have, you know, it's a cookie cutter design. Pretty much. Yeah. I so mean, if you can't fit it in there, you can't fit it in there. Yeah. I mean, like, originally I thought said. it would be like, a, yeah. <laughs> I had to, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, a, like the get-go. Like, you know, super tiny little store, you know, a couple pumps. Yeah, you could fit that there. But I'm like, if they're doing like what they have over on Home Avenue or Main yeah. Street, that's, I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah, Yeah, we'll have to, if we hear more, we'll, we'll talk about it more on the podcast. On Thursday, October 5th from 9 to 12 and 4 to 7, that's a weird time difference there. Um, the Public Power Week Energy Expo is happening at the Natatorium. The expo, we, we talk about this every year. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's an excellent opportunity to, you know, one, get your free light bulbs. Free light bulbs. The expo is a great way for residents to learn about energy conservation, see, you know, some of the projects that local students have been doing. You Again, you get your free light bulbs. One kit per household. And I like how they don't have anything talking about it this year. But I remember last year they were talking about, like, uh, composting and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think talking. we went last year, didn't we, Mike? Did we go last year? I can't that, was that the power or was that the... Was that a different expo? I don't remember. It might have been a different expo. I thought that yeah. was just, like, a sustainability expo or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, maybe it was. So maybe they have two that are... Hmm. Uh, I don't remember. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on October 5th, that's a week from Thursday. Okay. At the oh, Natatorium, you said, at right? The natatorium, yeah. Perfect. So Cuyahoga Falls Library will be one of 400 venues to host the 26th Annual Manhattan Short Film Festival. Come see the films and vote for your favorite with the rest of the audience around the country. You'll have the opportunity to see these films on Thursday, September 28th, 530 to 8, Saturday, September 30th, 2 to 4.30 p.m., Tuesday, October 3rd, 5.30 to 8 p.m., or on Wednesday, October 4th, 2 to 4.30 p.m. So that should be fun. I've, I've been to a couple of them in the past, and they are always really awesome. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, picked for that. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. Go check it out one of those times. And again, they're shorts. So, yeah. you know, what? it's two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at the time and I'm like, oh, that's not long enough for a movie. But then I'm like, wait, short film festival. <laughs> that's 10 movies. Wow. Wow. So as we uh, finish up September and get into and we're already in fall, Halloween extravaganzas are coming up. Ooh, spooky, spooky. Friday, October 13th. God, we have a Friday the 13th. We do. <laughs> My kid, I'm going to chime in. My kid just texted us. Just so you know, we're getting married on October 13th and hope you can be there. <laughs> Good short notice, but okay. This October the 13th? Like in a couple weeks, October the 13th? Yeah, I thought it was Thursday. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we'll be there, fine. And then I think Gabe pointed out the 13th is a Friday. I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, Friday the 13th. Oh, no. They're having it at the um, Akron Boutique. It's a um, little hotel. It's a hotel. It's not little. It's a, a century hotel. Somehow it's associated with jazz um, when I was looking at their homepage. But I guess they have micro weddings there. So you're, they can have up to 15 people. So it's going to be real small. Um, oh, cool. They're gonna. They're saving up their money. They're broke-ass kids. They're saving up their money <clears throat> for the party after. But uh, Noah's coming off my, my health insurance plan when he turns 26 in December. So I really think that was the impetus for him. Yeah, to- the biggest problem they have is that they're Amazon and uh, uh, Uber Eats addicts. <laughs> well, I think they're not like that anymore so much. Yeah. They do love flurries. They say to go to flurries once a week and maybe they're going to try. So we're going to go to lunch after the ceremony. And um, it's just going to be the immediate family and then my soon-to-be son-in-law's um, immediate family. And uh, and then they said, maybe we'll go to Flurry's. We go there every, Friday, every week and they know they us. They the entire restaurant up. <laughs> it would. <laughs> we were just in Flurry's this weekend and uh, they seat like 27 people. Maximum. That's it's it. Tiny, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the, at the bars, at the at the kitchen counter, so so funny. So ju- I just thought I would chime in when I heard October the thirteenth. So sorry. That's no, that's funny. great. I mean, you might it might be a little more crowded with it having the um, Halloween festivals down there on the thirteenth. But well, thankfully that's not happening until five o'clock. True. That's true. That's true. Uh, I don't think that we're going to be able to fit. 15 people there. Well, maybe a Friday. Maybe. Might, might Friday be slow at lunchtime. Little. I think it yeah. would be pretty slow. We might be slowly slow on Friday. We might get lucky there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Halloween shenanigans. That's awesome. So that's <laughs> Trick or Treating Down Front Street, hosted by Downtown Gog Falls Partnership, followed by a Halloween Fun with Inflatables, Yard Games, Crafts, Concessions, and a Costume Contest. Uh, following that, uh, Friday, October 20th at 7 p.m., Nightmare Before Christmas will be shown at the Downtown Amphitheater uh, with cookies and hot chocolate. Ooh, cookies. October 27th is the City Hall Trick or Treat, uh, 3 to 4.30 p.m. And then the following day is the Citywide Trick or Treat, August 28th. Wait, August 28th? Citywide (laughs) Trick or Treat, October 28th. Uh, I'm sorry, guys, you missed it. I was Damn like, it. what? What happened? Where were we on candy. August 28th? Oh, my gosh. Traveling back in time. Yeah. Traveling back to my birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Citywide Spooktacular Halloween Display Tour. You can register your display at the city's website. Email neko at cityofcf. Or you can call them. I'll post the number in our show notes. 
register by October 24th to have your display listed on the city's website. Ugh, so much fun. I love it. And finally, November 11th, pull out your EMPs for a ghost hunt at the Quirk Cultural Center. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nerding out about this. K2. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you finish the rest of the thing. And then we have to talk about this guys. We have yeah, to bring your gear. It's going to be inv- investigating all three floors. Is the Quirk Culture Center known to be haunted? I didn't think it was, but there's a <laughs> lot of weird stuff in that building. Yeah. Like doors that go nowhere. Oh. I remember as a kid when my sister would have dance classes in the morning. My dad and I would just go explore the building and, well, you know, waiting for a class to be over. Mm. And I remember us opening a door and there just being a brick wall there. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't remember exactly where it was. Obviously, one of the three floors. I'm going to assume the second or third floor. Uh, But yeah, it was just a random door with nothing behind it. Or is there? Maybe they had to, like, case it in because there's something spooky, spooky in True. there. Maybe there's a Casco Monteado back there. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what time is – do you know what time they're doing this? I want to add something to the conversation here. I, I read that uh, they are going to uh, make a bathroom, interior bathroom of cork accessible from the exterior of the building, which is a new thing. There used to be not being exterior bathroom yeah. for after our use. Um, they're also putting in pickleball courts instead of the basketball yeah, courts. They're already in. They're already in. Yeah, they're yeah. already there. They're, yeah. Okay, I'm and stupid. That's why they're, what the hell is pickleball? Is it like? Probably, well, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's like. It's in between badminton and tennis. Yes. And you it, play with rackets. And like a full-size tennis court. And almost, not really a full-size tennis court. And it's pairs. And um, yeah. the ball you're hitting, I think, isn't going super fast. So it's, it's a ball. It's not. A shuttlecock yeah. or a birdie. It's not okay. a sh- it's not a shuttlecock. It's it's uh, pretty popular with uh, over sixty five crowd. And now there's all oh. kinds of surgeries that are being required because of pickleball injuries. injuries yes, knee, shoulder, hip. We have a friend of ours. <laughs> a friend, a friend my of parents our, play it. My mom loved it. A friend of our friends of ours, um, my beer brewing friend, her mother, which we're also friends with. Uh, she plays. She's an avid player. She loves it. She plays in Kent. She has friends to play. She's super competitive. She's she trying to get it. us to play. Yes. <laughs> and she'll probably kick our butt, too. <laughs> well, I mean, we are getting that age. Maybe we need to start playing it now. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes. They don't work anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Bart. You were saying, what, what time is the ghost? It's after hours from 8 to 11. And do you have to sign up for it? It's twenty dollars. I'm glad I checked that because I was just gonna end up showing up. Uh, it's twenty dollars <laughs> to attend to attend, and I will share the uh, Parks and Rec link to sign up for that. We're going uh, ghost hunting, Mike. Yeah. Oh dear lord. Yes, I'm gonna find a ghost. As of right now, only two people are house. signed up. How many? Only two. Only two. Ugh. Oh. Okay. All right. Maybe you'll find an alien made of cake. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Actually, at the Quirk Center, you might actually find that. <laughs> also, I will say, based just from reading this, that you have to be over 18 on the, the day that it's this happening. So they, they, there's no kids, uh, no kids allowed. Oh, okay. I can't also, they have stated explicitly. No seances or Ouija boards permitted. Oh. No Ouija boards? Damn it. So somebody was smart. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. 
Is it my good news time? It is. It is our great mayor's 60th birthday. And he did a thousand push-ups in one hour. A thousand. Maybe he should, he should be the new Superman. I think so. <laughs> I can't do one push-up. A thousand push-ups in one hour. Uh, 60 years old. Very impressive. Well, happy birthday. 16 a minute or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of that's a lot of freaking push-ups. That's, that's, that's a lot. lot. <laughs> Let's just say that it's a lot of freaking push-ups. Yes. And, and the man is he takes care of his body. He's, he's, he's ripped. Such, he's absolutely ripped. He's such a good advocate for being in good health and being physically mm-hmm. active. Yep. Yep. Very impressive. Man, yeah. 60, yeah, man, sixty, and I wish I could ever. I gotta look like him at any time in my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, we wish you a very happy 60th birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, guys, guess what time it is? Bart's Arts, Bart's Arts, Bart's Arts, Bart's Arts. Bart's Arts. That was good. That was the best one yet. Best one yet. Was it? It was. So if you listened to last week's show... You heard that a new henna studio has opened up on Portage Trail. Yes. The grand opening was yesterday, September 23rd. But so be sure to listen to that interview with Nikki. That was our episode minus a roundtable. Mm-hmm. We've done plenty, you know, roundtable minus I've, interviews. So. She's done henna for, for me before when she would be outside of Studio 2091. Very talented. Highly recommend. It's really fun. How long does the henna stay on for? It lasted for me. If the longer you can let it sit on your skin before you knock off the little crusties, it can stay on for like at least a week. Um, oh. You know, it, in your hands where you're washing a lot, it mm-hmm. can fade faster. I've heard it can stay on up for up to two weeks, but I had it it set pretty well and I had it for about a week. Yeah, that's cool. And it just fades slowly. Get it on your head. Man, that would be awesome. You <laughs> could have, you could have, Halloween, you could do, um, you could do, uh, um, cobwebs that match the cobwebs. Yeah, the skeleton figurine, mm. henna. That would be badass. Then you'd have to walk around with it for, for a week. Well, then do it the week before <laughs> Halloween. So you have to walk around with a thing on it. He's not employed right now. Who cares? That would be fun. I've got nothing else going on. Just building shit in the backyard. <laughs> And then He-Man can pretend to run yeah, in and right. rescue. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, didn't you get a outfit? Uh-oh, we're going into action. I will have now. to go out in public with him, and he, we're like oh. going to go grocery shopping, and people are going to like look at us like, what is then going on there? I didn't wear a skeleton in public. <laughs> yeah, because if you did Skeletor, it wouldn't be cultural appropriation. Yeah, like, yeah. True, true. 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 Yeah, because yeah. I think it's kind of bordering on skele- on uh, not Skeletor, on cultural appropriation, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, a little, uh, it's a little. Remember. <laughs> There's a little meme for it. Remember, you know, whatever. Yeah, I forget what all the rest of them are. Give me one, Michael. It's funny. Remember, when you're having sex with a woman, you're technically wearing the woman. <laughs> Until we meet again. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Have you guys seen that on, like, you know, the social medias where they have him and they always do that, remember? Or are we the only? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I, I missed that one. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that one last night. I was like, ah, okay. Oh, boy. I don't know what I'm going to next time I'm with my wife. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm wearing a Jennifer suit. <laughs> It puts the lotion on its skin. Oh, no. Oh, this has got so appropriate. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Moving if, on. If being as meek is going to be on here in about skin. seven minutes. Yeah, let's just move on, man. <laughs> Funny Farm, a collection of short plays exploring early 20th century farm propaganda through satire, music, and storytelling, will be performed at the Spicy Lamb Farm Stage in Peninsula. This Thursday through Saturday at 8 p.m. For more information, you can visit WACTERRE instead of ER.com. And finally, Murder on the Orient Express is being performed at the Weather Vane Playhouse uh, starting this Thursday. The classic Agatha Christie story will be going on through October 15th. You can Kathy's find going to that. She yeah, Kathy, you said you were going. Yep, my friend and I are going. I've never seen Murder on the Orient Express or read it. What happens? Probably somebody dies. There's a train and there's murder. (laughs) Yeah. It was murder. Got it. We can make a Skeletor meme about that. (laughs) Until we meet again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Mika's going to regret this. It'd be murdered. The original, is on, the original um, movie, I guess is the original, I'm not sure, from 70s with Betty Davis, was recently streaming on something. And then right. they just did a new one with mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh. They did, yeah. yeah. Yep. Is it interactive or is it just a, you know, you're watching? It looks like it's just a regular play. Okay. All right. Just curious. I this think we fun. Did. I think we saw the one with Kenneth Branagh. Did we? The, we? He was on a train. He was an inspector. Did he have a ticket? Yeah. He had a ticket. Then what did he inspect? Somebody died. Then I don't remember anything else about it. That's the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no for everyone who's Tom Hanks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes Very it creepy. even harder. It does. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Hobo Tom Hanks was very odd in that movie. Yeah. He was scary. Hobos are supposed to be a little scary. Yes, not for children. Especially when you realize that when you grow up, you're become, you're going to become Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'll become the Crypt Keeper. So we want to thank our listeners for joining us this week. And thank you, Mika. Hopefully we... She's probably regretting it. Yeah, she's yeah. going to regret it. <laughs> yeah, she's regretting it. At some point. Uh, so stick with us right to, for the interview right after this. Remember, we do want to hear your ideas for credential interviewees, ideas for the paper, ideas for the show. You can email all of those to us. Fall3press at gmail.com. For now, we'll say goodbye and hope you join us next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Later. This week, we have Ward 3 Councilperson Mika Penta. Uh, thank you for being on the show this week, Mika. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you briefly introduce yourself and explain what motivates you to continue running for council? Sure. Um, my name is Mika Marie Penta. I am a wife and mother of three adult children, and uh, they've all went through Cuyahoga Falls schools, K through 12. And we have a, a cute little 
a dog that we adopted or rescued. And uh, let's see, what motivates me seeking my third term on city council is just to continue working towards the progress and the positive change that I've been a part of and just to see it through um, all the fruition of all the hard work and, and meetings and the input and just seeing it, it come to life. What do you see as the most pressing issues facing our city right now? And how do you plan to address them? I think like many cities, all cities, one of the main uh, pressing issue would have to be infrastructure. We have aging infrastructure that we need to get addressed. And I think that is uh, one of the the main pressing issues that all cities have. What steps will you take to ensure the transparency in your decision-making process while serving on council? So like showing how you go about why you made those decisions. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important thing is being available by all means. Social media is everyone is on social media, majority of people. And having uh, my contact information out there making sure that having everyone's input that possibly can, if it's through phone calls, text, email, um, just making sure that people can reach me, which um, my phone number is uh, 330-212-0074. It's just making sure that calling me, having a conversation, and discussing everything. um, I think that's very important, making sure that all means of communication is, is available for everyone. If they don't do social media, they can email or call. Can they text you? Is that your phone? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Very yes. Good. That is my cell number. So, yes. Okay. Very good. And how, going along the same lines, how do you plan to engage with the community to ensure that their concerns and needs are being are actually being heard and considered? Making sure that I'm available to them. Um, if, if they can't uh, have a conversation, going to them and having a conversation with them, having a meeting, um, making sure that, you know, I'm available as best as my ability and their ability to meet and discuss um, and make sure that the time is taken to hear what they have to say and, and make sure that and do follow ups and make sure that all their questions, all their concerns were addressed and they don't have any lingering um, questions or, or concerns. I think that's very important to make sure that whatever is troubling them or they're not quite sure about the process or, you know, they didn't want to speak up at a, at a meeting, but send me an email, send me a text. What What is your concern so you have all the information and you know what's going on? That, that's a good thing. It's good, and it's good being open to everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. What do you bring to the table for new younger voters? Um, let's see. My, I think it, it's making sure that the neighborhoods and we have is attractive, um, accommodating to all families, making sure that we have amenities within our neighborhoods, within our city that attracts the younger crowd, the younger families that are just starting out or, or they just graduated college and they're, they're trying to put down roots and making sure that they're welcomed and they feel that they have an input in the community that they're going to to live in and invest in or or, or thrive in. I want to make sure that 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 they have the sense of welcome within our neighborhoods. So other councils in the past have implemented changes in terms of like preserving housing stock 
in the city. Uh, some programs have been like a residential, that's the word, tax abatement program <laughs> in the early 2000s. There was a paint reimbursement program. What kind of programs do you think can be implemented in other densely populated areas of the falls to make the city more attractive to younger first-time home buyers? Well, I think making sure and advocating that housing is affordable. Um, like you had mentioned, the tax incentives, they're, they're wonderful. They, I mean, they're, they can be for, you know, an X amount of time, um, but it really helps revise um, a neighborhood, you know, with Portage Crossing and, and State Road, how that has, was with tax abatements and, and um, helping those areas that were in need of so much help. I mean, if you can imagine and remember what Portage Crossing was like, and now it's, it brings all sorts of um, diverse populations into that area. And then what we're trying to do with State Road and get that a nice facelift to help with the neighborhoods. I mean, everyone can agree that Front Street is awesome and that that's amazing. But let's get that through the whole area of the city and and see how vibrant the whole city will be and not just certain pockets. Um, if I can, Bart. Um, could you talk a little bit more about uh, State Road and what is what is upcoming? We actually we drove by and we saw that some of the buildings are having a facelift, but mm -hmm. those are owned by people. So, I mean, what can the city do to um, make it a little bit nicer and easier? It's not Front Street. I mean, we can't we can't recreate Front Street like we could on State. It's completely different, and it's a different kind of um, um, it's a it's a different feel down on State Street where most of the buildings are already rented out, right? So, or, and they're owned by some, by people, unlike what happened on Front Street. So what can uh, the city do to kind of, kind of help to, you know, attract more, I, I feel that there's a lot of good businesses down there. How can we attract more customers down there for the businesses? Yeah, so, um, you know, the, for the businesses, there's the, the ongoing thing that we did um, was the facade grants that a business, um, the building owner can go to the city and, and that's the struggle. It's the building owner. You know, the, the tenants are all for it. They want it. But it's the building owner that has to contact the city. And, and there's facade grants that are open that we could, you know, work with them and, and pay for how, how the outside of their building looks. Because that, you know, that's your first impression is the building. Um, currently, what we are working on, and not only with South State Road, but also Bailey, um, is... A committee that is coming together to get the stakeholders, the business owners, the residents of these areas throughout the city. Anyone can be a part of this uh, committee. But what can we do about landscaping? Maybe that's, you know, curb appeal. Um, is it planters? Is it walkability with the streets? How can you make it safer and inviting that people want to, you know, stop here, get out of their car and, and venture out a couple mm -hmm. doors down, not just yep. where they intended to go, but venture a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I like that. What about um, parking? I mean, I know the parking can be an issue. I mean, there's not much you can do about it, but mm -hmm. is there a discussion on how to maybe provide a little bit more parking so people feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, walking the street and mm -hmm. see what other businesses are there? Yeah, that is one of the things that will be discussed in the committee. How do we make it, you know, because there there's not a lot of vacant land there, but there's unused land that someone has. So, is it something where we, we, you know, you don't want to say parking deck, but that could be, or a flat um, pavement parking. It, it's just, what are some ideas that everyone has? 
okay, this is what it is. How do we make that happen? And can that happen? And that's what the, the committee is all about is what are some of the concerns? How do we go about it? How do we budget for it? How do we pay for it? And how do we, we improve upon it with everyone's input? And are you actively participating in that committee or can other people participate or who, who, who bring, who makes up this committee? <laughs> is anyone? Um, yes. As because as Susan Spinner also is on this committee because it's part of her ward as well. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we share state road. She has one side. I have the other side. <laughs> um, the administration of uh, business owners that are, on State Road or in other parts, or Bailey Road as well, residents that live there, um, or residents that just live in the city, anyone can be a part of this because it's it's taking ownership of basically your city and you're helping out certain pockets of the city. Well, thank you for for giving us that information. Mm-hmm. That was good. How will you measure, or how have you, and how will you continue to measure the success of your tenure on council? Mm-hmm. When you work so hard um, in your patience and you have a plan and it takes time, it's not something that happens overnight when you have this bright idea, Um, but just seeing the steps of it and how it goes from committee discussions, okay, how do we pay for it? How do we budget for it? And then you see it happen. That, and it's a lasting impact that is welcomed by the residents that are going to have access to something that that's awesome that's that's you know you put all the hard work the hours in it and try to think of every little thing and and you have great discussion back and forth I think that that's my measure seeing something productive and, and inviting that people want within the city yeah one more question Suzanne would you like to answer ask would you like to ask the, the final fun question? The fun question <laughs> that I love that nobody else loves, but I will ask the question anyways. All right. So if the city council were to have a theme song that played every time you walked into a council yeah. meeting, what song would best represent the energy and spirit you bring to the table? I, I heard about this question. Oh, though. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I tried not to think of a song because okay. it, it, it's hard. Um, but I, I'm a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Huge. Oh, mm. Huge. And the first song that comes to mind is Can't Stop. Oh, nice. Nice. It, it's, it's got this great slow work up to the music, to the beat. Um, but if you, you listen to the lyrics and everything, it's always about passion and moving forward and not giving up and and. Mm this relentless energy that you have to have this uh, that doesn't matter the the challenge or the obstacles just keep going forward just keep going keep moving don't stop that great answer great answer love it i agree that's the last of our questions is there anything else that you would like to let voters know about you or what you're working on in council um to always you know reach out to me It, it you know, phone call, a text message, an email. I, I'm I'm here for you. What what are what's on your mind? What are your concerns? What are your questions? What what don't you fully understand? How can I help you understand um, an issue, an ordinance, anything? How how can I be an advocate for w- what's on your mind? And and how can I make sure the administration is hearing you or or directing you? That that's 
that's what I, I hope and um, people to, to reach out to me and, you know, email, text, phone, whatever. I, I'm here for them. And can you give that or the phone number in the email one more time? Sure. So it's uh, 330-212-0074 and it's Penta M at City of Clive Falls. Oh, and, and there's the Facebook um, page as well. You can read Penta. There's um, all sorts of avenues. Call, call, text, or, or you know, come Monday on City Council. Mm. Yeah, that's I a good one too. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Carry pigeon. <laughs> Does anybody else have any questions for her? Anybody want to ask any questions about what's going on? We, you have the all of us here. We're all yeah, normally this quiet. Trying to be on my best behavior. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's very unusual for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mika, thank you for being on the show this week. And we will continue with our council, in, council interviews coming up next week. Yeah. All right. Well, thank uh, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care. FallsCast is a production of the Falls Free Press in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Please check out the Falls Free Press at fallsfreepress.com or on social media at facebook.com slash fallsfreepress. We thank you for listening to this episode, which was recorded and edited by Bart Sullivan. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell your call to Falls friends and family so they can listen as well. Pika Pika. Shoo, pika, 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 shoo. shoo.